the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We can expect God to do something dramatic and miraculous just before his return. Are you anticipating that? Do you believe it by faith that God is going to do something through you, that you as a believer, as a child of God, will be filled with God's spirit, that God will powerfully work through you to light this area with the gospel? That's Pastor Mark Finley, and this is Hope Lives 365. At Hope Lives 365, we believe God answers prayer. Keep in mind this telephone number throughout today's broadcast, 888-244-HOPE. Here is Pastor Mark Finley with today's Hope Lives 365. So here's the promise of God. Just before the second coming of Christ, the Holy Spirit will be poured out in powerful ways, so incredibly powerful that the gospel will be carried quickly to the ends of the earth. Now, the Bible calls this major outpouring of the Holy Spirit the latter rain. We find this in the book of James. You can go over to James chapter 5 and you'll notice this. James, the fifth chapter. If we expect the coming of Jesus soon, we can also expect the mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We can expect that Jesus will do something miraculous. We can expect that St. Albans and Garston and Stanborough Park and Watford will be lighted with the glory of God through consecrated Bible-believing Seventh-day Adventist Christians sitting in this church in Stanborough Park who are filled with the Holy Spirit. We can expect God to do something dramatic and miraculous just before his return. Are you anticipating that? Do you believe it by faith that God is going to do something through you, that you as a believer, as a child of God, will be filled with God's spirit, that God will powerfully work through you to light this area with the gospel? Now, the Bible calls that final outpouring of the Holy Spirit the latter rain. We read about this in James, the fifth chapter. So if you have your Bible, turn just past the book of Hebrews to the book of James. You'll find it in James chapter 5, and we're looking at verse 7. James chapter 5, verse 7. Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord... See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waits patiently for it until he receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draws near. Now notice the expression, the early and latter rain. That comes from the agricultural cycle of Israel. Now I've heard some people say, well, the early rain will fall in the spring, the latter rain will fall in the fall. Not necessarily different agricultural cycle in Israel. In Israel, typically... The planting takes place around September. The gentle early rain falls to germinate the seed. And that takes place someplace around September. 
when you come through the agricultural cycle, about in the spring, the grain planted in September begins to now come to fruition. And there is what's called the latter rain to bring everything that has been sowed to fruition. God promises that the seeds that you have sown, you've been praying for sons and daughters that don't know Christ. You brought them up here to go to Stanborough School, and some of them have drifted away, haven't they? Your heart's broken about that. You brought them up in Sabbath school. They no longer come. You're here alone. You're here as a woman, and your husband's not with you. You wish your brother or sister were here, and you've been praying for them. Every prayer is lodged in the most holy place of heaven's sanctuary where Jesus is. And when the Holy Spirit is poured out in final power, some of those sons and daughters and husbands and wives and brothers and sisters are going to come with broken hearted and join you here. You've been praying for your neighbors. You're praying for your working associates. Occasionally you give them a book. They watch this live streaming in their homes and they don't come. But you've talked to them about it. When the Holy Spirit is poured out in the fullness of God's power, Jesus is going to touch their hearts and bring them back. We can have that hope and grasp that reality. The books that we've given out, the literature that we've passed out, the prayers that we have offered, all of that is going to come to fruition in what God calls his final movement of latter rain power. But that should lead us to a question. And the question is, when and why? When will this mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit take place? God's pouring out his Spirit now. But when will this mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit take place? And why hasn't it taken place yet? And that maybe leads us to a third question. What can I do, what can you do, to be filled with the Holy Spirit in our own personal lives? What can this church do to be totally, absolutely filled with the Spirit of God? What can happen? Let's take a look at that. Let's look at some basic prerequisites for an individual to be totally, absolutely filled with the Spirit. Does your heart long for more in your Christian faith? Do you long for more than simply coming to church and going and leaving the same person? Do you long for more than simply coming to church and singing a few hymns? But do you long for the Spirit to come, to fill this place, to fill your heart? Do you long to be that transformational person in your community? What are some of the prerequisites in Scripture for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Let's look at a few. Take your Bible, please, and we're going to look at two of them to start. First, Zechariah, the 10th chapter. Zechariah chapter 10. And we're looking at Zechariah, the 10th chapter, and the first verse. Zechariah chapter 10. And you're looking at Zechariah 10 and verse 1. Here, the ancient prophet shares with us just how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Zechariah 10, verse 1. Ask for the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. 
And the Lord will make flashing clouds. He will give them showers of rain, grass in the field. Notice what God says. He says, ask for rain in the time of the latter rain. And you remember what Jesus says in the Gospel of Luke. Take your Bible and turn over to Luke chapter 11 and verse 13. Luke 11, verse 13. The Holy Spirit is poured out upon a people that are seeking it, a people that are asking for it. Luke chapter 11, and we're looking there at verse 13. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those that ask him? So here is a very basic question. It's a very fundamental question. Sometimes the complicated aspects of Christian faith can overwhelm the simplicity of Christian faith. Are you asking God every day for the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in your life? Are you kneeling before God and saying, God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon my life. Take away in my heart anything that would keep me from being filled with the Spirit. Are there groups of people that come each Sabbath morning here to this church before the church begins and pray that the Holy Spirit will come now? You know, a number of years ago, my wife and I specifically decided to move into a community where there was no Seventh-day Adventist church. We wanted to go to a place where there were no Adventists so we could be some kind of witness in that community. The nearest Adventist church to us was about 25 minutes away drive, and that church had 30 members, and it had 30 members for 30 years. Most of those members were old. They had no Sabbath school for children because they had no children. Well, I should say this. Occasionally, somebody might bring a child, and these old members would look around and say, we better have a Sabbath school for a child today because there's one child here. My wife and I consciously joined that church. The building was an old ramshackled building. Do you know the word ramshackled in Britain? I don't know if that's an Americanism or not. I mean, that building was old. The paint was peeling off. I mean, the place was old. In fact, in that little room, they had posts. When you were going to watch the preacher, you had to stick your head around a post to see where the preacher was. Well, we chose to join that church. We began to cast vision in that little congregation. And talk about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Talk about what God could do. Talk about the fact that when the Spirit of God moved, that changes would take place. And we challenged that congregation to have people at that church at 9 o'clock on Sabbath morning praying. And people would come, not large numbers, five people, six people, eight people, and they would come and be kneeling, praying to God, saying, God, send your spirit to this place today. God, fill this place with your Holy Spirit. God, move in this community. God, we have been 30 members for so many years. We cannot do anything without your spirit. One day, I was invited to preach in that church, and I get up to preach, and I noticed that a lady was in the congregation who I had never seen before. Now, when you have 30 members 
and the youngest member is about 64 years old, and a young woman of 52 comes in. I mean, you notice every visitor when you only have 30 people. Pastor Mark Finley will continue with more in just a moment. Stay tuned. Hope Lives 365 is a donor-supported ministry. We step out in faith to purchase airtime on this station because we believe God is working through this radio ministry to touch tens of thousands of lives. Each of our messages is prayed over, biblical messages of hope and Bible truth. To continue, we need your support. We do not have a large ministry fundraising machine. We operate totally by faith. If you have been blessed by our ministry, go to our website, hopelives365.com or call our toll-free number to make your contribution of any size today. That number is 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Here now, once again, Pastor Mark Finley. And so I got up to speak, and I saw this lady. A new lady walked in. And so after the service, I said, man, I got to talk to this lady. So I went up to speak to her, and I said, and you know, I've been in ministry 50 years but I never cease to be amazed what people tell me. And this woman told me something that I had never heard in 50 years of ministry. You know, I was trying to be gracious, and I simply smiled at her, and I said, Madam, I am so delighted to see you. What brought you here today? She said, Pastor, God kicked me in the pants, and I had to come. I had never heard a lady tell me that before, that God kicked her in the pants, and she got out of bed, and she had to come to church that Sabbath morning. So I said, there must be a story behind this. Tell me about it. She said, I'm a pilot. I fly from Dulles Airport to Los Angeles. I used to be a Seventh-day Adventist, but I've drifted far away. I had no idea that you, Mark Finley, were here today. No clue. I had driven by this church a number of times. But this morning when I woke up, I was overwhelmed. I just felt such a conviction in my heart. I was driven. I had to be at this church today. And do you know what? I've been watching you on the internet. I've been listening to you. And the Spirit of God brought me here this morning. I am convinced we have seen miracle after miracle after miracle. Small groups of people are meeting to pray. The chief financial administrator of a very large military base outside of Washington, D.C., walked into our church because his wife got up so convicted in the evening that she had to find hope, and she saw the name of our church, Living Hope. I was standing at the door about three weeks ago at the church. A man came out, gave me his card from the State Department, found us on the Internet, said, God told me to come. I had to come. A psychiatrist in our city with his family is coming to church because he felt so impressed. When you as an individual begin to pray for the outpouring of the Spirit in your life, God will do something through you that you do not imagine right now. There's a destiny for you. Life is much more important than going to work, getting up in the morning, and drinking a little decaffeinated coffee. Life is much more than that. It is much more than wolfing down a white donut and then going to work and coming home at night and looking to see who won the football game. 
Life isn't simply getting up in the morning and going to bed at night and doing that over and over and over again. You've got a destiny. God's called you to that destiny. And in the divine drama of destiny, why weren't you born 100 years ago? Why weren't you born 500 years ago? Did you wake up one day and say, hey, man, I'd like to be born in England in the 21st century or the 20th century for some of you? You see, no. In the divine drama of destiny, God brought you here to this place this time. And he longs to fill you with his Holy Spirit. He longs to change your life so that you become that spirit-filled person. God has not given you this amazing facility. And God hasn't put you in this place just to mark time. God has placed you here to be a light. A light in Garston. A light to St. Albans. A light to Watford. This church has a destiny. God has put you here to be a light in the British Isles. Spirit-filled people and a spirit-filled church make a difference. Are you praying for the Holy Spirit personally in your life? Are you praying in groups? Do you have two or three people that you pray with? What are the prerequisites to receive the Spirit of God? One is a people that are praying. Second is a people with an undivided heart. You remember the story so well of Jesus at his baptism when the Spirit of God came down upon him and the Father said, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Jesus had a priority in his life. You find it in John chapter 8, verse 29. And if you have your Bible, please take it and turn to John 8, verse 29. John chapter 8. And we're going to look there at John 8. And we're going to look at verse 29. Jesus was spirit-filled. You know, the works that Jesus did, the works that Jesus did, he did not do merely on his own power. He did them because the Spirit was working through him. And Jesus had made a bedrock decision. He had an undivided heart, a heart that was passionate about knowing God, And you look at John 8, verse 29, and Jesus says this. He says, He that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone. Why not? What's the last part of the verse? What does it say? I do always those things that what? Please him. Have you made that fundamental decision in your own personal life that all you want is what Jesus wants? You know, in the Christian life, there is a problem that solves all problems. There's a basic decision you can make in the Christian life that'll solve a thousand problems. You see, if you have to make a decision based on everything that comes to you, in other words, should I listen to this music or not? Should I eat this article of food or not? Should I have my devotions today or shouldn't I? Should I criticize this person or not? In other words, in the Christian life, you don't have to make all those individual decisions. You make one basic decision. And the decision is, all I want to do is God's will. All God needs to tell me is, what is his will? And that's what I want to do. My basic decision is, God, what pleases you? Because I know if I do what pleases you, that gives me the greatest satisfaction, the greatest joy in life. The infilling of the Holy Spirit 
comes in the lives of people who say, God, all I want to do is please you. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to debate with you. If you convict me with your Holy Spirit on something, my heart's already there. All you need to do, Lord, is point out to me what you want me to do. There's no debate. There's no arguing. God, if you show me what you want me to do, I want to do that. I want an undivided heart. I'll call them Tom and Serena. Tom and Serena attended one of our series on the Holy Spirit. And as they did, they had been having marriage problems. The problems were pretty big, and the problems were largely over debt. They were deeply in debt. They had a problem with plastic, a real plastic problem. Anybody have a plastic problem? So their problem was that they had run up about $22,000 of debt on their credit card. It caused arguments within the marriage. They couldn't control their inordinate spending. They never saw a shop that they didn't like. And so they were basically making decisions on what pleased them, not on what pleased God. And Tom and Serena began to talk about it. And they said, you know, we want to have an undivided heart. We want to place priority on the things of heaven. We want the Holy Spirit to fill our lives. We want to live godly lives. We don't want to be make-believe Christians. We don't want to play games with Christianity any longer. And so they knelt down in holding hands. They made a commitment that they would cut up. They must have had six or seven credit cards. They would cut them all up except one, and they would only use that one for necessities, and they would work to get out of debt. Things were going well for about three months. Now, they love skiing. Tom and Serena, there's nothing they wanted more than skiing. One day, they were walking by a ski shop, and it had a large advertisement on it, and the advertisement said this, 50% off all ski equipment. They said, this is providential. This is providential. I mean, God must have just brought us by this ski shop. They said, let's at least go in and look. Well, within an hour... They were outfitted with new skis, new ski bindings, new ski boots. And I mean, it was only going to cost $7,000 for everything they wanted. And they still had a little left in their credit card. So as they went out the checkout, they gave the credit card. And before it was run, Serena looked at Tom and Tom looked at Serena. And she gave him that look and he gave her that look. And they said, wait a minute, we didn't even pray about this. And so they said to the lady, before you run the credit card, keep everything here. We just want to walk out. And it was a large mall in the United States. They walked out, found a quiet corner in the mall, and they said, we didn't ask God about this. And we've made a decision. We've been praying to be spirit-filled. We've been praying that every decision we make be in harmony with God's will. And they began to cry. And they said to one another, we're living in the flesh and not in the spirit. We're living in harmony with what we want to do, not placing priority on the things of heaven. And they made a decision in a busy mall that they were not going to buy that stuff because it would have put them further in debt and created a further conflict in their marriage. The Holy Spirit was powerfully working in their life. And as they made that decision, they went back in and they said, could we see that receipt again? The lady gave it to them. They said, we're so sorry, but we are not going to buy this. They ripped it up. 
And they said later, that decision was the leading decision that led them to a spirit-filled life and be powerful witnesses for Christ. Are you praying for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in your life? Is the church praying for the Spirit? In your own personal life, have you made this commitment to have an undivided heart? To say to Jesus, Jesus, all I care about is what you care about. He is so faithful and longs to pour out his Spirit on you. The destiny that God has for you is beyond what you could ever imagine. Are you fascinated by the prophecies of Revelation? Have you wished you could understand prophecy better? Do the symbols of the Bible's last book baffle you? God's Last Altar Call is just the book you need. Mark Finley clearly explains the events soon to unfold in this world. Be sure to call today for your copy. 888-244-HOPE That's 888-244-4673 The book is yours for a donation of any size. Thank you for your generosity. Your donations keep this ministry on the air. Again, thank you for your support. 888-244-HOPE That's 888-244-4673 Thanks for listening today to Hope Lives 365 Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.